Hello, I'm Shane Bergen. I'm a physicist from University College Dublin. And I'm Jane Chadwick. I'm an enthusiastic lifelong learner and a trained volcanologist. And this is 101, the show about the ways we learn. And we're looking at lots of different aspects of learning. And that allows us to look at things like learning informally, which is the way an awful lot of us learn from your friends and from your family. Um, And all the while following people as they learn something new. And in this episode, we're going to be following Aoife McLeish, who's a geneticist from Trinity College. And she's going to be learning uh, the drums from Charles Adebayo. uh, And they met at the uh, Trinity College PAV. So let's see what happened with these two met. Aoife, of course, is a lecturer in her day job. But in this episode, she's going to be a student. And our teacher is a biomedical engineering student, an undergrad from Trinity College. But he's going to be playing the role of teacher uh, associated with his membership of the Afro-Caribbean Society in Trinity. We'll also hear from Marita Kieran, who teaches the Bachelor of Music Education degree in Trinity College, and she'll be telling us about her expertise in the area. My name is Aoife McLeisett, and I'm a professor in genetics here in Trinity College. My name is Charles Adebayo, and I am a fourth-year biomedical student, biomedical engineering student in Trinity, and I'm a part of the um, Trinity Afro-Caribbean Society, and um, I teach um, jambe drumming. Okay, so we're sitting out here in the slightly chilly, or rather very chilly um, air outside the PAV in Trinity. And um, we each have one of these beautiful drums. Um, what's, what are these drums called, by the way? They're called djembe drums. Djembe drums. Yeah, they're very, they're different to the congas that people, conga yeah. is usually like a twin set. So, but this, these are just djembe's. They're beautiful, yeah, they're beautiful. Nice. And I love the, your one. Yeah, has carving really nice on the bottom of it, and that's yeah, really, really beautiful. <laughs> so, how long have you been playing these drums? Um, as long as I can remember. I was actually never taught. Oh, so you just, just it was in it. your family as you were growing up? Yeah, I just picked it up. Um, in fact, when I had to learn how to teach people, I had to, I had to like go on YouTube and learn. So I actually remember being going to a talk in Science Gallery a few right. years ago when they had an exhibition called Biorhythm. And it was it really stuck with me because the guy was there talking. And he was he asked the audience, you know, what's the most important part of music? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, people start saying, oh, the melody or whatever. Like that, he goes, no, 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 it's not the melody. It's actually the rhythm. Yeah, and because without you can have, if you have rhythm, yeah. it's music. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what you're humming. If there's no rhythm, it's not That's music not really anymore. Yeah. That really stuck with me. Yeah. So how how do you approach? teaching somebody the drums cool. what's the thing so I have never drummed right. at all yeah. not even I mean not even like pencils on the, <laughs> <laughs> the back of a yogurt yeah, like you said um, the most important thing is rhythm so sometimes when you're teaching someone how to play drums if they don't have rhythm it kind of kind of makes it a bit harder mm-hmm. but the thing with djembe is it's easy to to get the rhythm because you're you, you most times you play with a leader so there's somebody who's you just follow okay so that's what i'm gonna do today you just follow me um and then jambe is really easy because like there's only three sounds and that's it okay right um so the first thing i would usually tell people is have your drum tilted like this in between your legs okay so i'll tilt it away from myself so i'm gonna grip it with my i'll grip it it across my legs and i kind of gripping it okay and i'm tilting it away all right okay right is that okay? That's not too far now? No, that's fine. good? That's okay, fine. great. Depends on you. Once yeah. you can reach can all the areas of the drums, and whoever is like leading or whoever is in charge or whatever, they do a call. So when when you do that, then everybody knows to join in. The call. <laughs> this is the call, it's just... And then okay. say if you were... I'm going to... 
say if we're about to play the soca, I'll teach you that after okay. this. So the soca is like this. So if I'm leading and I'm trying to get everybody to join in with me, I would go. So at the point I go back and do this, everybody yeah. starts. So oh, start okay, okay. So it's a little. And say if we're, if we're playing and I want to stop, and I go. So that's a little communication yeah, with everybody so else. An introduction and okay. an outro. Kind of. Okay. So that's how we communicate. That's okay. how. That's that's a good thing about Jumbie Jump because you get that little bit of communication with mm. whoever mm. you're playing with and stuff. So we have three main sounds when you're playing Jumbie. You've got the bass, the tone, and the slap. Um, to get the bass, you cup your your palms and you hit it right in the center of the drums. Um, the the tone, so it's just like the top half of your fingers and you hit it right at the edge of the djembe and the slap is literally little parts of your fingertips slapping off the drums. The purpose of each each sound is, is to get a, how do I say, a different octave kind of, like so different sounds. So different parts of the, diff, the, all the parts of the drums have different sounds depending on how you hit them. So basically the main, the main, the main three sounds that can be distinguished are the bass, the tone, and the slaps. Obviously, in between three of them, you, you've got different ranges you can reach, but like the ones where you, we, we actually capture are those three, the bass, the tone, and the slap. Okay, so the first thing I want to teach you is called... Oh, yeah, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> different, different rhythms have different names, but okay. I, we have like little um, jingles or little nicknames for them. So the first one I'm going to teach you it's called African drumming. Okay. There's another there's a traditional name for it, but I forget it. But so basically it's just it's slap, 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 tone, tone, slap, 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 tone, tone. And you'd okay. say African drumming, African drumming. Okay. So, so it's basically two slaps and I'm um, sorry, Sorry. Three slaps and two tones. So yeah. you would go Depending on what hand you want to use, yeah. it's up to you. So I use my right hand for the slaps okay. and my left hand for the tones. Okay. So it's three slaps, two tones. I haven't used my left hand at all yet. <laughs> I'm, uh, my hand's going to get uncoordinated. Yeah. <laughs> so you would go... So that's it. Um, Artist stars. <laughs> Artist stars. So, yeah. so that's just. Do you want to play that yourself? Okay. Oops. There you go. <laughs> Don't need me anymore. That's... Hey. <laughs> well done. So yeah, I'm just gonna. We're, we're gonna play that together. Okay. So I want to do it. What well, well, I do the call, and then you come in with me. Okay. So. Right after you hit me finish with the bass, we go straight into it. Okay. Okay? So. Oh. So, the next one I'm going to teach you is um, the soca. You, you probably hear this in every like 
Caribbean song or even house sometimes uses it. It's just. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's very basic. Like, so it's just bass. And that's it. Okay. So if you wanna join with me, so it's yeah. bass, tom bass, tom bass, tom bass, tom bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. So, so that's the basically the, the basic soca. So then there's a, a kind of like advanced where you add like extra parts to it. So it's just. <laughs> so I'm not gonna ignore the last part, but okay. it's just it's just you go bass, tom bass, tom bass, tom bass, tom bass, tom tom bass. Okay. So it's just bass, tom bass, tom tom bass, tom bass, tom tom bass, tom bass, tom tom bass, tom bass. So there's one more thing I want to teach you. Yeah. It's called the Mahon. Okay, where's that from? Um, where is it from? I just don't remember. Well, it's, West, it's West Africa. Okay. It's West Africa, but I'm not sure what country. The second but, one oh, is yeah, more by Caribbean. The way, yeah, by said, the yeah. way, um, I should have said this at the start. These jambe drums generated from Mali. Okay. So basically, when, when, the, when, the, when the king is traveling through the town, there'd be a jambe drummer playing this and Mal Malians made these and there's a tone they used to call like they used to play called The King Is Coming. Okay. I should I actually forget how to play that but it's very basic as well. Just the same way we're playing these. So they made that's why they would make these um African drumming and the Mahong has yeah, yeah. um catchfishes, women catchfishes. Yeah. I'm gonna teach you that now. Oh wow. And do you know about the African drumming languages? Have you heard about those? No. Wasn't that in um um so I read this book by a guy called James Glick and it's called The Information and it starts out the first chapter oh, really? talking about um, African drumming languages where people are communicating by drumming drums, yeah. and but in complicated sentences not right, in yeah. pre-rehearsed so, yeah, not so just a signal for one thing but complicated that's, sentences that's exactly where this would come from so the Mahong is like I don't know what it means but what it's saying is catch fishes women catch fishes and that's okay. how they so if, if someone's playing that they would know what you're saying okay yeah so it's, it's it's really cool how they like yeah, yeah. they came up with that um yeah let me just remember this bass ton 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 bass okay so it's catch fishes So, catch fishes, only catch 
<laughs> so that's it. Yeah. So every time, every time you're going back to the base, it's catch and yeah. then fishes. Okay. So we'll start again. Okay. So catch fishes. So everything we've done so far is kind of slowed down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. You know. so yeah it, it sounds, um, it sounds great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's it, really. Um, and after that, if you can play all that, you can play everything. Okay, so it's just combinations of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's just a combination of like those three basic sounds, and you just like I could just start just randomly. That was a bit of catch fishes, a bit of soccer, yeah, yeah. a bit of African drums, just everything just mixed up. And that's so it. This is what you're saying that when when you're playing yourself, you don't yeah. play these yeah. little jingles. Exactly. You have you just you create it as you're going. Easy. Yeah, exactly. So so if you learn all these basic things and you play it all the time, yeah. it just sticks sticks in, in you and you just play whatever. So if you're playing in a group then, like you were saying already there's the leader yeah. and other people follow along. So, so if you're um doing that in a group so you're just making it up as you go along are people able to follow oh my god I'm so, so <laughs> how it works is right if you um so I, we could actually do it right now all right yeah yeah so, well maybe you can Let's no see no you can. Can as well. you can as well so out of the three things i taught you yeah what can you do what okay do you remember? i remember the last one because we just okay. did it okay if you do that now just play randomly. No, you, I'll follow, sorry, oh, I'll sorry. follow you, I'll follow you, you can, you can. <laughs> But see what I did? I I played some I, I was, completely I wanted different. I want to get faster, but I was somehow not able. <laughs> I ended up with soccer. Okay, yeah. So that's what I mean. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. So when you're playing together, it's not that you're playing the same thing as each other. You're just responding to each other. So okay. Actually, there's an exercise to do that. Okay. Let me just remember this. So there's two parts to it, I'm trying to remember the first one. The, basically one of it is you do this. So that's that's that and then I think the second part is Okay. 
bass is going a bit too. It's yeah, just try to cup your hand. If you, if I'll do a bit harder. Yeah. Cup my hand more. Yeah. There you go. Or snap it more. That, okay. Two completely different things, but because the tempo is the same, it sounds yeah, yeah. like okay. you were playing the same thing. When I when I up the tempo, you follow, yeah. which I thought was really good. I use I use I usually do that to catch people out. Okay. And you actually didn't like Yay. you kept going with that, which is really good. But like, but like I, I was I'm saying, join the Africa <laughs> now. <laughs> like just because you because you looked at me doing different things, it kind of like threw you off a bit. So sometimes like that's something you shouldn't do. Well, apart from that, like, I think this is really good. Like, Yay. You, you actually did was, really it was well. great fun, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so before we talk about what may have happened from a learning point of view, um, I want to get something off my chest here. Uh, as well as being a physicist, I'm a passionate musician. Um, and somehow in my career, I've managed to combine those two things. I run a, a series of workshops for primary school children in the National Concert Hall in the middle of Dublin. Uh, it's called Quavers to Quadratics. And that sees primary school kids play with ideas that are common to music and to science. And so they ask questions like, why are musical instruments different shapes? Or why are they made from different materials? Or can we tell a story with sound? And they explore those with lots of the undergraduates that I teach and undergrads from music. So it's kind of this, you know, mashup. Um, and I thought maybe we'd uh, try and borrow a little bit from that today, Jane, and uh, try and teach you, or I suppose think about how I might teach you a ukulele tune. Would you be up for that? Absolutely. Okay, well, fortunately, I have two ukuleles, <laughs> one of which is a ukulele. It's a Christmas present uh, from my parents to me that uh, I just bought in town this morning. So, <laughs> oh, <very good. laughs> so yeah, it's getting its airing before it's officially been given Ooh. to me. So I'm going to give one to you. There okay. you go. Thank you very much. Mm, very nice. And I have the, the other ukulele. So um, you'll see it's a, it's a four stringed instrument, right? They're all mm. made of gut strings. And ukulele, interesting okay. fact, comes from the Hawaiian word for jumping flea. I don't see the good <laughs> jumping flea. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's because of the sound, the happy sound that it okay. that it gives. It's a kind of a, it's it's light and happy. And I'm actually delighted to say that lots of primary school children across Dublin, uh, across Ireland, now learn the ukulele in primary school as opposed to the traditional tin whistle. Ah, okay. And I can tell you, if you're in a room full of, pleasant, yeah, of seven-year-olds and they're <laughs> all playing, yeah, no disrespect to the tin whistle. <laughs> no, but like this is far better. <laughs> Yeah. So um, so what we're going to learn is uh, I'm going to teach you the, f the first song that I was ever taught uh, by my granny. Um, it's called Daisy. Do you know it? I do, actually. My granny taught me that song, too. Not on the ukulele, but yeah, I know the words. OK, great. So brilliant. So you know the song, you know I the do. tune. Right. So it's uh, it's in three, four times. So it's in a waltz time. So it's like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, that kind of rhythm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so... Um, when you're playing the ukulele, it's a rhythm instrument. So you don't need to worry about playing a melody at all. All you need to worry about is just playing uh, the rhythm. Okay. Right. So yep. uh, there's only a couple of chords in it. And maybe I'll just teach you the chorus if that's all right. That's okay. fine by me. Okay, here we go. So I'll play it first then. Um, okay. Yeah, that key should do. No, it's a bit low. There we are. We don't have to sing it. Do uh, 
I think we should sing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what's the point of playing it if you're not going to sing along? Right, so that's that's our first chord, right? So I'm going to play it, okay, okay? And then I'll show you what I'm doing and you can you can join in with me, right? And okay. the ukulele is a real have-a-go instrument, right? So okay. it, it like it's it's just kind of You'll have a natural rhythm for the song and it's about just putting your your fingers in the right position to get the chords and then just feeling the rhythm yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay, so. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer do. Can we try that much? Okay. Okay, right. Well, so let me just get I was trying to watch where your fingers were going. Okay, there. so pointing finger on the left hand, mm-hmm. right, goes on this fret and this string. So okay. the first fret and the Yeah, and then string. your middle finger, right? Yeah. You got that one? It's going on the second fret. Yeah. Okay. The top. the top one. So if you strum there. Yeah, you got it. Okay. okay. So now we'll just <laughs> practice the rhythm. Okay. So yeah. one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. What are, we, what are you doing with your thumb there? You know what? With freestyle is completely fine when you're when you're strumming. It's whatever just gets the sound out, right? Okay. Let's try it again. Okay. okay. One, two, three, one, two, three. Daisy, Daisy. Give me your answer do. Okay, so we need to, you hear the, you hear, do you naturally hear when that chord changes? Yes. Okay, right. So that's, thank God, that makes things an awful lot easier. Yeah. So that's the first chord, right? Yeah. And the second chord what we're going to play, called? that one is called G, G. right? Yeah. Okay. So the next chord we're going to play is C. Yeah. Give me your answer. And then and back to the again. original one, do. Tell you what we'll do. Why don't we just play? Um, we we'll try it a few times, right? Will you yeah. sing with me? No, sing and. <laughs> yeah, if you need to stick your tongue out, like that's I'm completely have fine. To. Yeah. I might impede my singing though. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. One, two. That's our chord. All right. Yep. One, two, three. One, two, three. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer. Do. Oh, I forgot to change the chord. <laughs> okay, let's try it once more. Okay. Oh, from the top. <laughs> from the top, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer. Do. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to need to just stick with the playing or the singing. Okay, right. Well, I'll sing and you can play. Okay, okay, okay well, I'll okay. play with you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Why don't you count us in this time? One, two, three. One, two, three. Daisy, Daisy. Change. Give me your... Give me your answer, do. Oh. Can we do it again? Yeah, yeah you got it. You don't have to move your whole hand. No, you, you don't. Just... Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, that's grand. Yeah. It was like a little mini Eureka moment. Like, wait, that's muddy. <laughs> okay, great. Brilliant. So I can, I, like that finger can just stay so there. your brain and then is already flat... forming new neural pathways, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. I can just flatten it down. You can, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. Okay. One I one keep more. saying we're only going to do it once do it more. more time. But this we're is gonna... the, like, this, this is the definitive version. This is the definitive version. Okay, so it's just like, yeah, absolutely. Spotify, here we come. All right. <laughs> one, two, three, one, two, three. Daisy, Daisy, 
Give me your answer to. You did it! Yeah. <laughs> okay! You. Uh, High five! Brilliant. <laughs> okay, let's put the ukuleles away. Oh, my fingers hurt! <laughs> my fingers hurt! Oh, that was a cruel but fun surprise. Oh, I hope you go and teach your little girl the I ukulele will, actually. now. We have a ukulele in our house that's just currently gathering dust, so that's, um, that's good. Well, um, that that's actually really probably a good way to jump in to what we, we heard in, in the lesson between Charles and Aoife. Um, having musical instruments at home is probably a stronger uh, determination as to whether you're going to be musical uh, compared to, say, like a genetic predisposition. So people mm-hmm. have this sense of, oh, you're a musical family or you're into maths or something mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a talent that's inherited. Um, where whilst those things are real and they mm. do have an impact, they're not as deterministic as having a teacher being encouraged and being exposed yeah. to having a musical instrument. So like the fact that you have musical instruments at home is mm. great. It means your little girl might grow up to play one herself Absolutely. Um, and maybe with her mum and dad. And like I hear so many people say, oh, yeah, I started to learn when I was little. Why? Well, there was a piano in the living room. Yeah. No, definitely. And and there was always instruments in my house growing up as a child. Um, my dad is a, a very talented um, jazz guitarist and blues guitarist, um, which almost was <laughs> like counted against me in some cases because he was just so good. There was never any reason for me to learn. Oh, wow. I know that sounds like a really weird thing to say. Um, but yeah, I was always just so impressed with him that I never... And did you ever gig with him when you were little? I used to sing, yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's why you didn't mind singing then just now. Like... Oh, no, no, that's why I did mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I... Oh, this is going to start to sound like a bit like a confessional. Mm. Um, I enjoyed singing as a small child, but as soon as I became a teenager, obviously, with all the things that that entails, I yeah. did not enjoy singing. So were you um, in a band? Uh, I sang with my dad Okay. at gigs and things, and I did, I used to do other singing, which I won't... I used to sing for commercials and things um, as a kid. You yeah. sang for commercials? Yeah. What sort of commercials? And we're not talking about that because I don't want people Googling it. Oh my God. <laughs> Although it's probably pre-Google. I'm that old. Um, are, are these yeah. like, uh, would Canadians recognise your voice? No. No, because it's a kid's voice. It's not my voice now. Okay. Oh my um, God, Jane. That's like quite the confession. Yeah, I know. Yeah. D- don't put that in. <laughs> That's absolutely going in. So like the reason I asked you where you in a band is like when I think of my own musical journey and listening sure. to Charles and Aoife, right? There's this sense of community that's so absolutely, important yeah. when, no. you're, when you're learning, when you're learning anything. But I think it's particularly true when you're learning music, right? Mm. So the reason I learned to play guitar uh, when I was like 14 or 15 uh, was that my friends were doing it and sure. I wanted to be in the band with the rest of them. And so I can still play R.E.M. songs kind of without <laughs> thinking about it. And that, that music is now like the, the backing track to my teenage years sure, and it was yeah, so yeah. formative and I learned so much from them and the social pressure of keeping up with the best guitarist and sure, being yeah. able to know the newest single that, that came out but then there were these like peripheral people around us like our music teacher and role models like older fellas who were probably like 19 and were in a band and they were like able to drive and very cool yeah. um, so there was a huge amount of influencers but I'm surprised that you didn't I know it sounds I just um, I get very self-conscious like so the fact that you made me play an instrument while being recorded is pretty um, that's way outside of my comfort zone like I I have absolutely no problem singing to myself I have absolutely no problem like singing in a group with family when other people don't necessarily zero in on my voice in particular but Mm. I really I don't 
for whatever reason enjoy performing I just get very very self-conscious and I want to shut down which is weird because you know I've I've lectured and given talks in front of yeah. hundreds of people and although I'm nervous I still enjoy doing that in a weird way but I don't enjoy maybe it's it would be something if if I had a degree of confidence like I kind of practiced at it before I actually performed I would might. you feel like it was safer doing that with people like you peers Maybe, yeah. Well, I mean, I felt fine learning with you because you're my friend, right? Yeah. Um, so I felt like that, you know, I knew you're not kind of judging me or whatever. So, um, oh, I was judging. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. But no, I, I, like I, it's hard to put into words. I like it's it's a thing that I just kind of lock up a little bit if mm. I have to if I know I'm singing and the people I'm singing with start dropping off and I'm singing by myself I get really like <gasps> tense you oh, know yeah yeah because um, you've lost the crowd kind yeah of yeah well I've lost the kind of protection of numbers yeah. do you know what I mean okay. like I'm a herd musician yeah, no, <laughs> I'm a herd I think, singer I think like that that's really <laughs> that's a good place to be in because yeah. like going back to what Charles and Aoife were doing like he was talking about like they do have a leader amongst equals when they're Absolutely. playing their rhythms and you can and, I, and yeah. that is one instrument that I did play as as a young person so hearing uh that that lesson was wonderful because I did I, I did African drumming in school as a child um, and I loved it. It was you went brilliant. To the most amazing school between like singing for commercials and <laughs> African drum music. Like, yeah. Canada, a wonderful place. <laughs> yeah, I played the tin whistle and had to play like Bodgy Nightingale over and over and over again. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, it's about a little guy who had a boat and visited all the islands around Ireland, okay. and it was basically just dreary oh, yeah it know. sounds fun it's a nice tune I like it's one of those things if you were to sing it like it would just anyone who's Irish in the room of a certain we'll age will start joining in okay, yeah okay but um I don't but, have that culture over yeah. there, but, yeah. <laughs> but like do you think that the the non-formal uh, component of uh, of Aoife and Charles's uh, experience there is important like so Charles is as he says himself he's an engineer he's an mm-hmm. engineering student yeah so, uh, he does this uh on the side you know it's yeah. it's an activity that he dips in and out of um, I think that makes it a very welcoming space for somebody like Aoife to jump in. Absolutely. And I think the, the place, where, the kind of context where they were, like they were sitting outside a pub, effectively. Yeah. Um, it was a really kind of um, welcoming and kind of open environment. And then the fact that Charles plays in this, is it's a club for all things and, and for all intents and purposes, it's a society. So there's a real community there. So it is, it, by definition, I would say it's quite a, a welcoming environment. And I think Charles talks about um, learning to play well, he talks about not learning to play. He talks yeah. about just knowing how to do it. But obviously he did learn it, but he probably learned it in that sort of environment in a fa- with family or friends where he kind of just picked it up um, and started playing before he knew. Like what you were talking about with yeah. how you learned music as well. And I think that's kind of that non-formal or informal learning is one that mo- a lot of people almost don't recognize it as learning for that reason, because it's it's just... It's going in without kind of a conscious recognition of it. And it was never examined, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or assessed. Yeah, you don't have a cert, you're not, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yet it's still, like, when I think of the things that now define me, like things I love, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'd say so many of those have been non-formally acquired, whether that's yeah. learning to cook or to sing or doing stuff out in the garden or, like, yeah. things that I just like to do. I've just admitted to having very nerdy hobbies there, but... Uh, <laughs> Very good, very healthy hobbies, actually. But I did them with people, yeah. and I, I picked and them learned. up with others, and but they've never been assessed. Even, no. but I suppose science well, not is formally the only thing. They've never been formally assessed. Yeah. But every time you cook dinner for friends and they ate <laughs> <laughs> that's a certain form of assessment, right? Um, but actually, this is really funny that we're that you guys sprung this surprise on me because I was actually thinking before we came in last night, going to sleep, I was thinking about what 
I was going to do off the back of doing this um mm. this ep- these episodes and because I've been inspired to learn something myself, you know. Um and as music was one of the things that I zeroed in on that I have always I've loved I love music. I've always wanted to learn an instrument, but I've just never kind of gotten around to it. Yeah. And uh we're actually I we're getting a piano uh from a friend of ours uh in the next few weeks in our house and that's something that I was like, okay, I'm going to learn to play the piano or another instrument alongside the piano um, in the next year because I, I really want to. And my, my husband's a musician, my father's a musician, so I've got lots of community to support me there. My sister plays an instrument as well, so I've got lots of people who I can draw on. And now you. Oh, great. <laughs> so my name is Marita Perrin, so I'm working in the School of Education in Trinity College. And uh, basically what I do is I work with musicians, who are training to be secondary school music teachers. Some of them will go on and become instrumental teachers and work in the conservatory. Some will become musicians. But basically the training is towards preparation for secondary school teaching. So basically, if you're learning an instrument, um, I suppose uh, you have to take into account at what point in your life you're picking up the instrument. And assuming that you have a passion for it and enthusiasm for it and you're motivated, the next step is how do you go about learning it? So for most of the students that I come in contact with, the learning is uh, done through a formal mechanism where they have a teacher who is an expert, not just an expert musician, but an expert also in terms of understanding the learning involved in learning this particular instrument. So there are three things. The teacher is an expert, the teacher understands learning, and the teacher also understands learning apropos the particular instrument. The difference, I suppose, in informal learning is we pick it up from peers. It's very motivating, very collegial and all the rest of it. But at some point, technique is going to be needed. It's going to, it's going to be necessary in order to progress. I would say as a child, uh, learning formally is quite easy because we do what we're told and we don't question it. As an adult, problems appear when we begin to question what we're asked to do, when we're trying to understand why we have to hold the instrument or the stick or whatever it is in a particular way. The best thing is to take on board what the teacher tells you and to practice. And that's the next stage, which is the self-regulation. This is terribly important. So you need to be absolutely sure that learning an instrument is extremely difficult. It needs a lot of work. It needs a lot of, lot of perseverance. Repetition is terribly important. When a teacher tells you to do something 20 times, you don't say, why do I have to do it 20 times? Some teachers are very nice. They, they blend musicianship into it. They would say, do it again and this time. Most teachers say, just do it 20 times. Build up the muscle memory. In terms of uh, musicianship, which is the second thing, one thing is technique, the second is musicianship. Musicianship comes from listening to the expertise of others and becoming discriminating. You know, great teachers blend both, um, but it's quite difficult to get into musicianship without having the technique first, and that's why I'm kind of pushing that technique bit. So if a student has learned by themselves, for example, um, we find that a lot in the primary school. We go in and we might have a sixth class choir and the girls are used to singing pop songs and now we're asking them to slow down, to go back to basics, to think about intonation, to think about rhythm, to think about starting on the same note. It can be very frustrating for somebody who has actually made progress and who is coping quite well with an instrument to be asked to go back to the beginning. So teachers are important and the style of teaching 
I think motivates a learner who has gone further and has to go back to the beginning. But definitely there are no shortcuts, absolutely no shortcuts in learning an instrument if you want to improve. It's real, real slow practice. It's real perseverance. It's regularity. Um, and the motivation comes from sort of not being there yet. I mean, it's cognitive as well as physical. You talk about muscle memory, building up your muscles as an adult. Like, you know, your wrists are kind of so sore as you're learning to drum. You don't have those flexible wrists that a child has, but you have been drumming quite adequately. Now you've got to go back, and it's actually painful to go back and do circular movement for the piano, to do sort of like deep breathing for singing, you know, to hold the sticks in a particular way for drumming. You know, it's just, it is painful, but you've just got to stick with it. So I work with Shane Bergen uh, on a program we call Quavers to Quadratics. And um, in that program, it's a, it's a sort of a program that's run out of the National Concert Hall. Children come along and they're introduced to the links between uh, music and physics, sound. And um, I suppose I'm probably more aware, really, of the music messages we're getting across and how the children are reacting to the music. And what I've noticed is they love instruments. They love the tactile thing, the hands-on. We don't have enough instruments for every child. We start with some singing. They enjoy that as well. But they really love the instruments. And I regret the fact that in primary school in Ireland, we don't have the facility to ensure that every child has an instrument to play with. But what they, what they really seem to react to is the students from Trinity playing those instruments. And uh, while they make their own instruments at the end and we all join in and we sing together with our instruments, they're very proud of that and all the rest of it, they have shakers, percussion instruments. They just wish they could get on the piano again. And I teach them a little pentatonic piece just using the black notes. You can't go wrong, no matter what black note you play, it actually works. Now, as a teacher, I know it works, and it's a trick. The children come away thinking, I've experienced success. I can't wait to get a piano for Christmas. I just adore the piano. The same thing happens when they take up the ukulele or the flute. So we have these little trick pieces that anybody can play in a second. So once they feel the instruments, once they experience success on them, I find they're highly motivated to start playing a musical instrument. They get this feeling of sort of what it's like to all play together, as well as the experience of success of having actually played something. Unfortunately, in private lessons, students never get to feel that success and they never get to be affirmed publicly. And yet they're playing quite complex music. So it was interesting for me that years and years ago, Isaac Stern, who spoke in the concerts, wonderful musician, Isaac Stern said at the very end of his talk, isn't it funny how everyone loves music but everybody hates learning it. And I began to think that day there is something very special about a music teacher who holds their students and who inspires their students. And I think guaranteeing success and publicly affirming what they're learning along the way is the key to kind of retaining your pupils and helping them to progress. Teachers are important, right? Because when we think about the non-formal uh, worlds, right, we immediately, as, as I saw there when I was teaching you, I, I don't have any pedagogical skills in being a music teacher. It's just me winging it, yeah. right? And imagine uh, if everything in life were taught like that, right? Of course, like there's an awful lot of benefit. We're friends sure. and there's, there's huge benefits to it. But a teacher can bring something extra, right? Because mm-hmm. he or she will have gone through a degree and they'll have learned how to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. Uh, but I 
I think that you and I have both spent an awful lot of our careers in thinking about how do we blend those two worlds, right? So sure. how do we do, how do I keep one separate from the other? That benefits nobody. No, both both of those worlds have huge value, and when you bring them together, that can only be kind of enhanced. So mm. it definitely, um, you know, and I think you were selling yourself a little bit short there. Like <laughs> obviously, you were teaching me, and you were noticing on the fly things that you needed to tell me mm. um, which was like a, a kind of testament to your to your abilities as a teacher but it was copy um, wasn't it yeah. yeah and we heard that with Charles and Aoife too it was Absolutely. like look what I'm doing in copy You're the, follow the leader yeah, yeah. and yeah. that has limited educational benefit really Absolutely. because yeah. uh, that that's training as opposed to education because mm-hmm. you can just do what I can do then mm-hmm. right but what, what we'd want to do is create a scenario where you can go further on your own yeah no that's true absolutely and I think identifying yourself as as kind of an expert in an area makes you far more likely to succeed in that area. Um, that that kind of self identification. When I saw it when I worked with um, with students in in science gallery, seeing themselves as an expert in you know. I don't know, bioengineering or something like that, you know, yeah. even, even if it's only a small area, was huge in their interest in kind of pursuing it and also their interest in, in being good at it. Um, so that that's hugely important as well. Yeah, it hints back uh, to, to these ideas of intrinsically be motivated, right? You do mm-hmm. it because you love it, mm-hmm. as opposed to I'm doing this and I'm trying to be good at it because I want some sort of external validation, like a grade in an exam or maybe a promotion or sure. somebody to like me, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which but, is probably the reason most the people ma- are in music. Yeah. Many people. <laughs> started to music for that reason. I want to be the cool guy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so like, I wonder um, if we could perhaps think a little bit more formally just in our f- final few minutes about how, you know, there's an awful lot to music as, uh, and music mm-hmm. education as Marita has hinted. Um, and I and and Miriam, uh, my friend from Ukulele Tuesday, uh, we, we, we both play the ukulele informally. Um, but I wonder maybe we could try do something a little bit different at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to try and give a little bit more language to the the crack that we have on a Tuesday night in a Dublin pub when we're playing the ukuleles. Okay, very good. Okay, so Daisy Miriam uh, was in three four times, so there was three beats in every bar. Um, and I suppose that isn't the most common uh, time signature for most tunes. Like actually most pop tunes are in 4-4 four, four time. So they are like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It's more like a march beat. Um, and I think that maybe we should uh, show what the sound uh, of a 4-4 four, four, uh, song is like. Sure, let's do it. Great. One, two, three, four. Lady Madonna, children at your feet Wonder how you manage to make ends meet Who finds the money? Brilliant! (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, and we could keep going, but like in the interest of like the amount of money that we don't have to pay for the music rights, I think we should stop there. And public safety as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you reckon I could come to Ukulele Tuesday next time? Maybe. I could get you in. Really? Yeah. I heard it's pretty busy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth going to. That was great. Uh, something to aspire to for my musical learning. Um, so thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, you can find us in lots of places if you did. We're 101 The Podcast on social media. We're also at 101thepodcast.com. And you can find us on any podcast apps that you uh, use by searching 101 The Ways We Learn. And we'd ask uh, you a little favour before you go. If you've enjoyed our show and you think others like you might like it too, you might go and rate us on uh, whatever platform you pick up your podcasts. 
We've been Shane Bergen and Jane Chadwick. Uh, 101 is produced by Bureau and it's supported by Science Foundation Ireland. Hi, I'm Margie McCarthy. I'm the Head of Education and Public Engagement with Science Foundation Ireland. And we're really happy to support 101 because there's a science behind everything and there's a science behind learning as well. 